Brilliant. So we are going to start. Um, we're going to start our little kind of mini series on spiritual disciplines and things that we need in our lives. So you know that uh, we. One of the things that we do is we will eat, we will drink, we will sleep. It's one of those those things are all good for us and they need to be part of our diet, part of our lives. So we're going to be having a look at what spiritual disciplines need to be part of our lives. And Paul is going to um, start us off this week. It's on looking at celebration and how we need celebration in our lives. And uh, Paul is the chaplain here at TLA um, and he does an amazing job. So Paul, we're right behind you. You go for it. Thank you very much. It's good to see you here. Um, I'm going to show you a little part of my life that involves celebration via a video on this screen. <laughs> Sound? Collins is there. Ogbonna's there. Ogbonna's there. Carol's there. I'm still going. Unfortunately, we didn't make it to Wembley. <laughs> but the thing about that game was, is we went behind. Uh, we were 1-0 down. And uh, if you win a game 1-0, it's quite a good feeling. But if you win a game 2-1, you've been down. It's the same result, same three points or same next round. But the buzz, the emotion, that jumping on the seats, hugging total strangers around me, singing songs that have no real meaning, uh, is so much deeper. And the joy is so much greater. And I guess what I want to get across this morning is recognising, as also we've, we've journeyed with already this morning, is there's some pain in our lives, there's some stuff that goes on in our lives, day in, day out. But is it as a result of that stuff that the joy that we've sung about and talked about can be even deeper and can be even stronger? Um, my good friend, Mr Yates, he doesn't support the same team as I, but we are still good friends. Uh, when you see what he gets up to at football matches, he, he doesn't just join in. He leads and coordinates the rejoicing and the celebration. And you, I look out for him on telly because he wears a yellow jumper when he goes to football. Oh, there he is, yes. Not facing the pitch, but pointing to all these people and saying, come on, let's sing another song. Um, there is a real celebration that goes on in football. There's a real celebration that many of you experienced in church. There's a real celebration when we go like that. When was the last time you went like that? Ask the person next to you. Talk to the person next to you. When was the last time you went like that? When was it?
When was it? Let's find out, shall we? When was the last time, John, you went like that? Uh, this week, actually. Go on. Um, well, first of all, this morning, and also little celebrations this week. I, I, I was just saying to Chrissy, every time you put your hands in there, it's kind of a, a physical thing. You lift your hands up, and it's a deliberate attempt, so there's something really profound about doing it. So when did you lift your hands up? Was it in the shower, or what were you talking about? <laughs> uh, lots of times this week. Uh, okay, so lots, of, lots of celebrations, just like this. Yes. Very good, very good. Yes, I washed my armpits. Okay, when did you, um, let's have a, when did you last celebrate, Sanjay? When did you last have your arms in the air? Oh, God. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday. Good. We want to know. Do we want to know more? No. No. <laughs> Wife says no. No. Not not, yet. not not yet. Okay. Tell us that another time. But it was a good moment. Yeah. Okay. Love the mystery, ladies and gentlemen. Love the mystery. Isn't it incredible? Children have lots of those moments. They've been running around the back at the beginning, during worship at the end, at home, all over the place. They have lots of those moments. And we're going to look at, we're going to look at the garden, we're going to look at a wedding, and we're going to look at the future. Um, now the foundations, see I believe joy and celebration is a foundational thing. It's not an add-on, it's just something that we're born with, we start with, and it's a foundation. We've been looking at foundations. And over Christmas, I built a log cabin for my son, Zach. Um, and it was an amazing experience. It was about a seven-day experience. And there you've got the image of the start of it. And this is where it was going to go. But the, when the manual arrived, there was two pages on get the foundations right. If you don't get the foundations right, your hours and hours afterwards of making that door shut and that window open and that roof that's going to leak because everything is not in place is just going to be chaos. So you must get the foundations right. And so I spent morning on my own, a whole morning on my own, with these objects. Now, these are specially designed objects that rotate up and down that were going to make the foundations of my log cabin level. They adjust because my ground was wonky and wobbly. So I got out my spirit level and I realised straight away this was not going to work. <laughs> I needed something different. So I popped that there. You see, because it the magnet doesn't work. So then I got out my next spirit level and I thought, okay, this is good. They just about touch. Great. And then I read the instructions and the instructions made it very clear that you've got to find one point that you start with and then you've got to get that level and then you move off onto all these 24 different feet that I had that my wooden base was going to lie on. And the problem I had was, uh, it was a five-hour problem on my own, was I couldn't get to this one and this one and then the one that was over there and the one was back here and it was just Heather watching through the window kind of, I'd read the manual this time, normally she looks at me and says, why don't you just read the manual? I'd read it, two pages, get the foundations right, everything will be okay. And then I rang a friend. You see, you can't build foundations on your own. And I rang my mate, Shose. Shose, what did you do? So I rang Shose. He's here this morning. He's a bit of a legend in my life, old Shose. And Shose, um, Shose turned up. Come down the middle. Don't be shy. Shose turned up with a proper spirit level. Look at this. Show us what you had in that bag there, Shose. Now, he turned up, and I swear, five hours of stress, strain, trying to get things level, trying to get the foundations right. There was not a lot of joy going on. Then Shosei turns up. Look at that bad boy. And I tell you what, within 20 minutes, thank you, within 20 minutes, I, he, and I just took the glory, he had the whole place level and we were able to lower though, that frame down onto it. We can't build our foundations on our own. We have to have other people to help. And in a sense, the spirit level, the joy is the gift of the spirit. 
And I'm hoping and praying that by the time I've shut up, that well, some of us will be able to come and grab hold of this spirit level and recognise we want more of this thing called joy that God's promised us, through, promised us through his Holy Spirit that can bring a balance, can bring something where we're a bit off and, and things aren't quite right, that maybe through the spirit level we can get that incredible sense of joy because I had the biggest smile on my face after five hours of nothing and then 20 minutes of shows and his big spirit level, we could crack on and we could work. And my son, who comes back from university in the summer, could go and move. Shows is an amazing guy. He's had tough times in his life. He's had tough journeys. I remember he came with me to America about 15 years ago with John and Sean and a few others. And we got to the American uh, US border. And because of the way Jose looked, they took him into a separate room. They locked him into a single room. And myself and Jim Fenlon were waiting and waiting hour after hour for, for Jose the terrorist to be released so that we could go on to Mexico to work in the favelas. And I was getting cross and angry, but you can't get cross and angry with the American border guards. You just have to do what they say. And about four hours later of interrogation and, and uh, maltreatment in terms of verbally and prejudging and prejudice, Jose came whistling out of the office. And he said, come on, Paul, we've got a plane to catch. And I, we hugged and we were great. But he was like, I get this all the time. It's not right, but I've learned to come to terms with this grief and stress and strain that I have to go through because of the colour of my skin or what I look like. And it was a sad start, but a real strength that I see in Jose. It is interesting watching the news that if Mary, Joseph and re refugee Jesus got into Egypt, no problem, but they might struggle to get into America at the moment. So we have a log cabin uh, that is built and I want us to look back at the foundations. You see, when it started in the garden, it was good. And I've got an image that will come up here. Uh, it's trying to find an image of the Garden of Eden without an apple or a snake in it. It's really hard. And this is an incredible painting. The children can spot the animal competition. And there we have carefully placed legs, knees and branches <laughs> with Adam and Eve in there. So it's still a family show this morning. And often when the garden is referred to, whether you believe it's a parable or a poem or a reality, I don't mind. I'm still on an internal, incredible journey of this. But what is going on is, is a God that speaks goodness. He, he, he has fun with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, putting things together. The Norwegian coastline, he must have gone, yes, love this. Well, actually use the word, this is good. When he came to us, he used the word very good. There was a party going on at the beginning. There was a celebration. What we know is Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, Adam and Eve, walking together, hanging out, talking, laughing, singing, celebrating. But of course, we have that default position of the apple or the fruit and, and the serpent and the sin and the fall. But we must not forget what came before because that's our foundation. That's where it starts. And that's why we know that we can start and build our lives, no matter what pain, no matter what difficulty, no matter what's, what um, sins come into our lives, that, that, that what God wanted and wants is this incredible celebratory relationship with him that walks around butt naked in the garden and nobody cares. I remember, uh, if you know the Whitbourne Centre, where the stage is at the Whitbourne Centre, I used to have the privilege of running a project pretty much right where that stage is, out of a porter cabin. And in the back was the Sunshine Playgroup, which um, many kids from the estate, the Wick estate, would go to. And I'd watch them come out in the mornings and the cars pull up. And I remember one morning, this, um, this little boy ran out, his, his mum had gone to collect, and dad was sitting in the car doing a crossword. Well, probably not, actually, it was the son. Um, he, he was kind of smoking a cigarette in the car, tattoos on, looking a bit down, reading the, 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 the newspaper. And son had a picture in his hand, and it was like a full-coloured mess that children produce at playgroup that as parents we get in the right position and stick on our fridges and say well done and he was full of the fun and the joy of a day at sunshine playgroup ran to the window knocked to the window dad look at this picture and without looking up dad looked at the boy and said get in the back of the car 
and his head dropped and he got to the back of the car and I'm sitting on my desk about to get up and be the superman, the new community worker from the estate and I saw the tattoos and the shaved head and I, I bottled it and I sat down. Um, but funny enough, about three months later I was asked to knock on a door and there was Mr. Tattoos and there was little kid climbing up the walls and, and there was his pain from being a Gulf War veteran from First World War, uh, for the first Gulf World War uh, that took place and all the drugs that he took had led into a place of depression and anarchy and hopelessness and behind his lack of ability to look at a child, his own child, and say, great picture, son, get in the car, was this continual journey of negativity. Are we more in the car people, or are we more people that run with pictures? Are we more in the car people, or are we more run with pictures people? The garden is a great place to start. and That's what I wanted to set the scene for. There's lots of different stories that we could look at um, when we come to our next aspect, but um, right there at the beginning, a good start. But then we fast forward to Jesus. There's so many stories of Jesus getting involved where there's pain and good. Lazarus, dead. Jesus wept. Lazarus, wake up. Back to life. Uh, Hold on, what's going on there? There's some incredible pain, incredible grief. And then a best mate brought back to life. But I want to focus on the wedding. In John 2, 1 to 12, if you have got your Bibles on your phones, etc., I'm not going to read through it, but maybe you want to dip in and dip out of it as we, as we take this element apart. What we've got is Jesus appearing after disappearing for a long period of time in the recorded Bible, the, the, the New Testament, and, and his mother kind of nudging him saying, we're going to a wedding. Okay, great, let's go. Because celebrations are big in the Jewish calendar. Celebrate, and weddings are massive. We do a good job one day. If you go to Denmark, it's two days. You, you have a breakfast in the morning. The bride and groom stay in the same place. High risk, <laughs> but it happens. And the next morning they come down and then breakfast is together and off they go. It's a proper, in our country we have good days. We have a good full day. But in, in this place at this time, we're talking five, six, sometimes seven days of celebration about this couple. And so that's a lot of money you've got to save towards and get together. And what you have is an environment where day two or three, we don't know, but the wine has run out. Wine is a celebratory drink, champagne, beer. It's celebratory drink, sadly misused so often. But at the same time, when I kicked back on that first day when my foundations were made, I had a nice cold beer from the fridge, looked down the garden in the dark, looked at my foundation, thought, yeah, thank you, Jose, a toast. And Mary's nudging Jesus, Jesus, you've got to do something. You're quite special. Could you sort this out? And Jesus is like, not now, mum, <laughs> not now. But Jesus saw the embarrassment on the hosts. He saw the embarrassment in the host about this lack of of uh, this wedding wasn't going well. This is not a great start. This is not good in our community. And he steps in. And this incredible picture set in Venice has kind of Jesus obviously sticking out with, with, the, with a halo type thing. But all the guests, and many of the guests are conversing, saying it's day four, but this wine is incredible. Because obviously by day four, most people are under the table rather than sitting at it because it's day after day of celebrating, eating and drinking. And that was the word that got round. And of course, Jesus, if you know the story, he turned the water that was used for foot washing into wine, the best quality wine. Jesus was a joy bringer. He was a joy maker. He lived and loved joy. When the disciples shooed away the children full of joy and bounce and wanted to hang out with Jesus, he told off the disciples and then he said, children, come, come and be alongside me. In fact, guys, this is what you need to be like if you want to have this kingdom stuff. This is not what you need to be like. And I've got four children, but I've got one, promise, who's kind of 80% tigger on acid, 20% chilled out, crying, tired, 
80-20 she's got, this kind of full-on, oh, Dad, can we play a game? Oh, Dad, can we make something? Oh, Dad, can we go for a walk? Oh, Dad, can we do this? And then when I'm kind of busy doing boring, mundane stuff and I'm tired after a day's work and I'm saying, not now, promise. And so she goes off singing, promise, can you, can you sing a little bit less, please? And, I, and I'm spending my life turning her 80% full of joy into 50% joy because I keep telling her to shut up. Why is it that we try and squash? What is it about that childhood thing that we kind of lose in our teenage years and then we don't collect or connect with again when we are adults? The kingdom of God is like these children. So I've tried to create in our family environment, in our community, some kind of celebratory events. Birthdays are classics. Uh, Probably a bit of a reaction to my dad was a very busy church leader and too busy to often make our family parties. And and I told him about this. He would come and watch me play rugby, which was great because that was on a Saturday. But Sunday, if my birthday was Sunday or in the evenings, he, he just couldn't quite make it. And we talked this through and, and forgiveness has been there. But I kind of thought, no, I think we don't have many celebrations in our society. What can we do to celebrate? So we do big on, on birthdays. Um, and our 13th birthday for our children, we take them away for three or four days. So Zach wanted to go surfing in Cornwall. So we did that and we had time together, just the two of us. Levi Clam Snowden with me and his godfather. We had an amazing time nearly dying on the top of Krig Gok, if you know you're Snowden. And, um, and Honor wanted to go horse riding on the beach in the Isle of Wight. So that was Heather's job to do that one. And Heather and Honor have been horse riding and had just some time together to have that kind of rites of passage that we've missed out on and often miss out on in our society. But um, there used to be a house, well, there is a house next door to me still, and it had Shekinah. Uh, the owner of that house is here, and it's wonderful to see you here this morning. And it had the word Shekinah, Shekinah glory, outside the house. And Austin and Michelle lived there as well, and we mucked about by doing street parties and carol, carol, uh, Christmas Eve carols. And um, Shekinah label got moved down when they moved, and someone else just put number eight there instead. Uh, but that Shekinah glory is living on. And Christmas Eve, we gathered, bit of fence in the road, lit a fire in the middle of the road, put some lights out there, got some PA, and a couple of the families that are here this morning, as well as the street, we just come out, sing some songs, worship Jesus as well as Father Christmas, all together with a bit of mulled wine um, and, and some mince pies. And then in the summer, in a couple of years, every couple of years, we do a street party. And it's a bit of work and, and it's a bit stressful at the time, but then when you step back with the fire crackling and your daughter singing her heart out and your neighbours who've never come together in community before, smiling and, and knowing that actually the estate agent, when they show people around property in Whiteley Road, they say, oh, did you know they do Christmas carols every Christmas Eve? And do you know they have a street party most years because they want to bump up the, the, the value of the house. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Uh, but using, uh, using opportunities and celebrations to come together is something I'm big on. And I know when Becca said, Paul, could you come and talk about celebrations? Because you love it, you live it, and you try your best. And, and I'm trying to be a bit more like my daughter, Promise, who's 80, 20%. And I guess I want to encourage us this morning. What percentage are we when it comes to that joy and not so joyful? Because it is our foundation Rejoice, rejoice, again I say rejoice. Or the classic song uh, that we were mucking about with this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it because this is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. The kind of wake up prayer, the wake up song that was sung in the book of Psalms. And we don't sing it very often this morning, although we did have a nice muck about this morning. But at my job at TLA, I do celebrations. So if it's someone's birthday, they come and find the chaplain because I come out at break time with some Harry Bows, a candle, we gather, they get the phones out and we sing happy birthday to you. And it is bizarre as this small little song with this small little moment Harry Bows, the light that lifts up around them and others join in and sing and, and together this child who knows where they're coming from or what they're going back to, but for this moment, it's their moment. 
over this moment a bit of joy has been brought into their life by a little candle, a common song and a lot of love from their friends often filmed and thrown out there. And so celebration is something that we can bring into our own homes, into our own lives, into our own families and if we've got the energy into our own communities. See, joy is a three-letter word and I love the fact that it beats four-letter words like hate and fear and pain. It can do that, but it doesn't get rid of those words. It doesn't say those words aren't real, but it recognises those words, but it says, come on, four-letter words. I'm only three letters, three letters, but I'm going to take you on. So I've talked about the garden and the start and the foundation. I've talked about one of the many Jesus moments of celebration at the wedding. But I want to talk about and build towards the end of, of the future. And in Revelation 21, it says this. I think it's going to come up. Um, here it is up there. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And it's read out at funerals and it's read out at Memorial Day services. But it's a promise that many of us don't cling on to because we can bring this now. Your kingdom come, your will be done and on heaven as it is on earth as it is on earth, you know the, the Lord's Prayer. We're called to bring this into life now as well as hold on to it for something that is our future. And there's a, a woman uh, who I know who's part of this church community. She hasn't been around a few weeks because she's been very busy because she's been on a really painful journey. And I have her permission to share her story as a story of one who I met 20 years ago. Um, uh, then two years later, her husband left her for another woman. Uh, but she faithfully carried on, continuing to serve with her creativity and her love for life and her passion for community, and yet this pain of wanting to be a great mum one day, um, wanting to be a husband, uh, wanting to be a wife again, believing that actually God will restore this one day, and so turning aside, uh, aside any other offers of, of love and hope and committing herself to God and to this community and to children. She got trained up in the art of foster care, and she started fostering children into a home, children from very difficult or damaged backgrounds or needed a little bit of a break from their main foster carers. And she, I was privileged to line manage her and work with her as she used her art skills to bring life and joy into people's lives. Art, I'm not massively arty and creative, but I remember the, the carnival before last when I think it was the Garden of Eden, and I know because my daughter's on it, I wasn't involved other than cycling around to every possible corner so when they could come, I could surprise my daughter and listen to the crowd around that went, wow, and see the smiles on their faces when they saw the joy that was coming from this bus that had Little Hampton Churches together and Aaron Community Church and other church members on it. And it was her hard work and drive that did that. But I knew inside she was carrying this pain. She wanted to be a mum. And she wanted to be faithful to God. And so when I was asked by social services to be interviewed for two hours about my, my beliefs and my perspectives and my trust in this woman, whether she would be the right person to be a mother of possibly three children. It was yes, yes, and yes all over with all the questions that they ask. And they turned her down. They turned her down because she talked about Jesus. And she talked about how important Jesus was in her life and that how he has been this through all of the stuff. And she had to declare all of the stuff. He's been this through all that. And they turned her down because she thought... She, she was part of a cult. <laughs> That's us, by the way. Social services accusing us as being a cult. And uh, so I wrote to them, having done this two hours of grilling, 
and, and I tried to say, what are you talking about? Never have I seen someone who has got so much love, so much passion, so much creativity, so much just, justifiably should be a mum than this woman. And with a lot of prayer and a lot of friends and a lot of pain, a little bit like what Dan was just talking about, God, I'll give it over to you, what's going to happen? She had an, a meeting with them where they actually apologised for the words they'd used and for what they'd said about us and her faith and actually realised they'd crossed the line and made a mistake. And so when four weeks ago she went in her car to go uh, to the north of England and there's a small group of us on WhatsApp watching this incredible journey as she has right now in our community got three children who are the oldest I believe is six, uh, two twins and their history is not a great one from the different families they've been into. Of course not their own, five. And Claire is the fifth and the last family those children will ever be with. That's the last. They, she's her mum. She's their mum. And they call her mummy. They call her mum. And the joy, and of course the pain of parenting that she's experiencing now, but the joy that many of us as friends have shared with her through that pain is, is just, it's such a deepness that you can't imagine. And when you see her, celebrate with her and what can you do to help her? Uh, because as we all know as parents, it takes, well we have one at a time, <laughs> boom, she's got three in which two are twins. Um, there's an incredible depth of joy that is there in her life right now. But look back at that pain. Look back at that pain. So my prayer for us today is recognising there is so much mental health issues out there. There is so much rejection out there. There is so much depression out there. That in all this, where does this joy, where does this celebration come and fit? How can I sing rejoice, rejoice? Again, I say rejoice. Well, for me, it's about not expecting joy to come to me, but saying, what can I do? What, what bit have I got to play in the joy of other people's lives? Ben, why don't you come and join us? What bit have I got to do to bring joy to other people's lives? How can I call out for the Holy Spirit that promises me so many gifts? How can I call out for the Holy Spirit and say, okay, you promised, you promised joy. I, I really like that, God. Can I call that out? How can I bring joy? How can I call out for joy? And then what environments can we create? What celebrations can, can we create in our community, in our home, in our workplace that just for a moment make people feel valuable, make people feel special, make people feel wanted? So I guess off the back of Becca's song that she sang up here in terms of what I'm looking at now is are you needing freedom to celebrate? Is that whole process of life and stuff that's going on inhibiting your ability to celebrate, your ability to embrace one of these gifts from the Holy Spirit called joy? Because I guess today I believe and many of us are maybe already in the worship have said, no, do you know what? I want to step forward. Dan, he said that prayer, he took a risk and off he goes. It's our chance this morning to say, yeah, I'm in a mess. Stuff is going on. I'm, I'm out of kilter. My foundations haven't been great. But God, would you come with your spirit this morning and just help me find joy? <laughs>